1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, well, we're going to talk about Faraday cages. And I got to say, there's a lot going on, so kind of buckle up. Um, (laughs) Kevin, first of all, why do you need a Faraday cage? Um, Well, Faraday, yeah, go ahead. We did a big show last week, right, about uh, EMPs. So, you know, this is kind of a follow-up, a part two, if you will, uh, to, to last week's episode. And this is, um, last week we talked about EMPs. This uh, this episode we're going to talk about how to protect from them. Exactly. Um, basically, you know, oh, the world could end and you could be screwed and not have anything. Well, you could not have anything if you don't plan. So that's really what it comes down to. So as preppers, we're always looking for the next solution, right? And and that's what it comes down to. So a Faraday cage, Kevin, how'd they all come to be? Like what is how does it even work? What what's going on there? Right. So it's it's named after Michael Faraday, who is a a nerd from uh from the 1800s. Um he basically invented the dynamo, electric generator, electric motor, um a bunch of stuff. Um, chemistry and, and, uh, electromagnetism were his things. Um, and he had a lot of, a lot of inventions. Um, ultimately though, uh, what you want to do is, is make a way to conduct the electromagnetic pulse around your stuff versus through it. Right. And that's, that's what we're doing is we're protecting against the EMP or a solar flare. I mean, either way, it's an electromagnetic pulse that we're trying to protect against. Mm-hmm. And basically imagine, you know, I mean, think of it like the image I, I think would be like, think of radiation, 
you know, it's not radiation, but it's electrons, right? Maybe mm -hmm. it's radiation. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but it's kind of both. Bottom yeah. line, yeah, it, it gets bombarded with charged electrons, right? Mm -hmm. And so basically, we're looking for a way to shield it so that those electrons spread out around the Faraday cage. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea. Um, now, obviously, everything we talk about is relative to how close you are to the blast kind of thing, how close you are to the, the source of the, you know, the disruption. And, you know, if you're right there, even the most protected stuff might get damaged. Um, if you're far away, you know, having it in the shed might be enough. You know, that, mm -hmm. that that's kind of what it comes down to Right is it's all, you know, it's all relative to where you are, but obviously as a prepper, you do the best you can. Now, yeah, and I've even heard that having yeah. a metal roof that's grounded can protect if it's not like, if you're not very close to the, again, it's, it's how source. close, yep. you know, if you're, you're in the main blast area, but it really kind of, you know, as we discussed last week, doesn't matter if the whole grid goes down, you're kind of SOL, right. you know, with the whole thing anyway. So it's all kind of relative. Um, but so basically we're going to talk about how to build a Faraday cage and towards the end of the episode or the second half, we're going to talk about things you might want to put in it. And there's a lot of things, some things you might not think about that really could make the difference and be the game changer. Blue metal roof, right? Hawaii, it kept you from the lasers. Mm -hmm. Maybe it could keep you from, you know, the, just the space lasers, all that stuff. Yeah. That kind of goes down yeah. to that conspiracy <laughs> theory, maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but all right. So any more on the Faraday cage? It's just yeah. basically a closed metal box or what? Well, let's, yeah, let's, let's talk about a couple of things that, that, are kind of Faraday okay. cages right off the bat. Um, right. Cars and airplanes. If you're inside the car or the airplane, that's going to afford you some protection. Things that aren't going to uh, be protected are like wireless door locks in your car. If your car is locked while you're driving, you might have to manually pull the little thing up to get out. Ooh, that's hard. Terrible. Um, GPS systems and radios, that they're out. Um and any Wi-Fi stuff that you have, you know, if you have your phone connected to your, your car or something like that, uh, it's going to disrupt that. Um, so you're saying having an antenna might actually absorb the electric, the charged ions. I mean, ultimately, you know, how, you know, cars with the rubber tires, uh, you know, you're safe from lightning. And it's kind of the same sort of situation. Now, kind if you have... Uh, you know, delicate chips in your car, like a lot of cars do, you're you're out of luck. Um, I've heard two two different things about about uh like electric cars. One that they're just you're just out of luck, and two that they are protected. So I don't know which one's accurate there. Um, right. another thing that people use are booster bags, which I've never really heard of until I, I started reading up on it. It's basically a, a shopping bag that you have lined with aluminum foil, and you can use that to like steal stuff that are, oh. you know, that that are you that are get rid of the tag ID that, chips and yeah. beeps when you go out the door. Yeah, it'll keep oh, your that alarm man. from setting off. You know, if oh. you want to shoplift stuff. 
so that my Patriots apply, and and I may actually have some kind of affiliate thing for them, but honestly, I don't even think I do. So I'm just giving you guys this because I'm a nice guy. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they make something called a like EMP Faraday bag, and it's not the most attractive of all backpacks. Although they brag that it's waterproof and uh, and it's going to keep your stuff safe. I would right. say if you were making a go bag and you had all kinds of like night vision or thermal or something cool, might be a cool thing to throw in the car, you know, and, and they're like 50 bucks for my Patriot supply. So they're not a big deal. That could be a Black Friday thing that's happening right now. I don't really know. I just I know it's 50 bucks right now. I, I can't tell you what tomorrow brings. Um, but yeah, so something like that, they definitely, there's a lot of companies that sell EMP bags again, uh, kind of like when we talked about EMP shield last week, um, you want to make sure that it's actually, you know, a company that's been tested and legitimate and it's actually going to protect, you know, I know a lot of people have those, uh, ESD bags, the electrostatic bags. And they, you know, protect circuit boards when they come new and people will just keep those. And I've seen people sell those on the internet as EMP proof. And honestly, I just don't know. I don't know that they're tested to any level. And, and I think it really does depend, you know, again, back to the, how close you are and how good of a bag you got, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, you know, there's Faraday suits. Uh, I was just reading about that they that linemen use to keep from getting fried. There's a couple of interesting little uh, things here. Elevators, obviously, you know, a lot of the time, if you've ever used an elevator, your cell phone doesn't work in there. Um, they warn uh, firefighters about the same thing, like um, uh, their radio and their comms won't work if they use the elevator. Yes, okay. Um, so that that's kind of thing. I mean, like anywhere that, you know, your cell phone... And I don't mean because you're far away from the tower, right? but if you walk in your house and your cell phone stops working, well, there's a chance that your stuff in the house is going to be more protected than the other guy. Right. You know, that's the, the bottom line. Yeah. Um, so you want to kind of jump into a Faraday cage or, or you got a little bit more here? Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk about building one for, uh, all right. For fun and profit. So the simple, the simple, easy Faraday cage, um, is a metal garbage can. Um, right. You know, we, we did a video where we actually like put it together and stuff, but um, I, I could definitely show you guys what I got. Um, so you can buy the big metal garbage cans or you can buy those small. I don't even know what size. Yeah, it looks like five, 10 gallon there. Uh, probably three to five gallon. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they sell those at Lowe's and tractor supplies. It says six gallons. Yeah. Um, so, and they sell those at Lowe's and tractor supply. Now the deal is metal garbage can. Now, anywhere that you have a handle or a lid, right? If you have a handle, there's going to be holes put in there and you want to put foil tape over those holes or the seam down the side. If there's a crack again, it's levels of protection. If you just had it with the lid on might be okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're closer to the source, you're going to want foil tape sealing that lid all the way around. And, you know, why wouldn't you put that little extra effort into, you know, sealing it up? Yeah. And make yeah. It right? and, you know, you could even just wrap aluminum foil around the, uh, 
you know, around it's any of the be places. A really good seal. It's, now it's gonna have to be tight. Now they also sell some uh uh some gaskets that are all metal. I don't I I saw they, them they like really expensive. Yeah, they're they, really they, expensive. They do but like they do a work. metal mesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean I've seen people make rooms out of this, uh, where it's kind of like a screen material that they do and mm-hmm. and uh they put a mesh around it and they I don't know. It but bottom line. If you seal it up completely with metal, so the garbage can, the foil tape, you're going to be good. I will say, if I was planning it out, I would probably go to a bigger one. I have the six gallon, and I have mm-hmm. most of the basic electronic stuff that I want in there. But you know, being the the master prepper that I am, right? Because uh-huh. you know, who, who's not the authority if not me, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, so. I would actually go to the bigger garbage can at this point because, you know, my supplies have increased and whatever over the years. Right. And I have enough extra that I want to go in there. So now let's kind of dig into, uh, if you want, I will actually put a link with this video to the actual build video. And Mm -hmm. then we'll put a link from that to what to put in it. In addition, uh, that we made way back, they're like 10 minutes short, kind of how to put together. Won't waste your time, but Mm -hmm. you can see specific, you know, detailed instructions. Um, but I mean, bottom line, there's not much to it. It's a garbage can with foil tape, right. And you're sealing all the openings. Uh, one one of the, we did, we tested it, but go on. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the, um, comments uncle whiskey said uh you know uh lining it with flexi on the inside that does bring up a, a good point though that you don't want those elect uh electronics touching the actual metal you want a some sort of a barrier yes um you know it can just be a spacer you know i used cardboard and that that worked flexi would work i mean that right. seems like something that would be an insulator you just want to have something that it's not directly touching the metal so we can uh, actually crack open mine what I did is I actually put a paper bag on the inside and kind mm-hmm. of folded everything in it. Right. Once again, it's one more layer of protection. If you didn't do it, wouldn't be the end of the world, but it could be, you know? Right. Right. So, I mean, I'm, that might be the extra, you know, barrier you need. And I did the same thing that Chuck did. I wrapped everything in, in foil and put it in the, the, the metal right. can. And then... And then I went one step further and I have them in those like ESD bags. Um, I think somebody sold these as like EMP proof bags, mm-hmm. but I didn't really trust it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know once yeah. again, that was like some guy off eBay, but back in the day before you had 20 companies out there making, you know, government tested and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I've heard varying things, but you know, one of the ways that you can test your, um, your, your uh faraday cage is is you can put your cell phone in there if your cell phone doesn't ring um good chances that it's that it's uh working but you know that's not a guarantee you know it can be a control way to test it but it's not uh not just because just because your cell phone doesn't have, have any signal doesn't mean things in there can't get damaged exactly um you know, uh, one thing that works good is a, uh, if you didn't want to use a, a metal trash can, you can use, uh, an ammo box. Um, one of those metal ammo boxes. So 
you know, it's it's easy enough to build. Um, you can, like Chuck said, we'll have a link on there. Um, but there is stuff that you want to keep in there that you want to keep uh, keep safe. So what are the things that you're going to put in a Faraday cage? Um, you know, obviously, you're going to want to start out with some basic stuff. Um, <laughs> you're going to want to start out with some basic stuff like radios, uh, some communication stuff. Um, a, a weather radio is, is, you know, something great, something that's going to give you like a alerts and broadcast like that. A lot of basic radios are going to be damaged. Um, your car, uh, you might hop in your car and be like, well, the power grid's out, but I can start my car, but the radio might not work in the car. The radio might've been damaged from, from, uh, an, an EMP. Um, <clears throat> some of the other stuff that, that can work in a pinch is a uh, microwave ovens. They basically are Faraday cage. Um, some refrigerators, some refrigerators, no. If your refrigerator doesn't seal perfectly, which a lot of refrigerators don't, then it's not gonna not gonna work very well. Yeah. No, the gaskets and stuff, yeah, it's all mm -hmm. it's all questionable. But again, it's it's a hundred percent better than nothing, you know. Mm -hmm. So one thing like big to me was I did the Motorola talk about um, radios. Mm -hmm. I feel like having comms after an event like that is going to be huge, right? Right. That That's going to be like a number one, you know, game changer. I mean, well, I, I would say number one would be a thermal scope. Number two would be night vision. Number three would be comms. Um, right. Me, those are, you know, force multipliers by a million times. But imagine if you could have a guy out at the end of the block who is even a mile away, right? Mm -hmm. And could call and say, hey, you know, there's a big angry mob coming to loot and looking like they're causing trouble and alerting people to get everybody in the position and whatever versus having to send a runner, which again, is just an extra person who just has to sit there all the time. Right. To be able to and real time feedback, even if you have a runner going back and forth a mile over and over again, mm -hmm. you're not getting real time feedback. Right. So that's, you know, that's going to be huge. Uh, another thing. So I threw a bunch of like kind of inexpensive, but I've actually tested and used and was really happy with uh, some inexpensive like $45, you know, uh, red dot sites for the mm -hmm. AR. Right. Uh, there are things that I've used and put in real life, um, real life practice. I have those CR123 batteries. I have them where they're actually rechargeable and it plugs in the side with a little USB cable. Um, I have battery chargers and batteries. They're going to be huge. Um, I have a million little solar chargers for batteries, things that mm -hmm. you can you know, just throw in there. Um, that's something that would be, you know, beneficial. I have like power strip batteries that are going to, you know, I can plug into a solar panel. Um, that's something you might want to think about. I also found to be pretty awesome is a lot of companies, and these are small these are more for like the go bag and stuff, but the little solar packs that are like a flashlight and 
they end up, you know. Yeah. And th- those things are really inexpensive. I think it was 20 bucks when I bought I bought one right. of those, and that was a couple of years ago, so maybe 25 30 now. Uh, but they're really cheap, and they work really well. You know, if you just set it on your dashboard or set it outside, that those things will charge up real fast. And uh, you plug it into your phone, and, and you've got at least one or two full charges off of, uh, you know, off of those things. And then Kevin, I did like a uh, hand crank, you know, little Noah radio. Yeah. You know, again, it's one more thing. Obviously, the level of radio that you get, you know, it matters. You can do better and better. Um, you can do all kinds of solar chargers. Another thing, Harbor Freight always has that five dollar multimeter. If mm-hmm. you're setting up solar or something, throwing one of those in the bag. That's huge. You know, it's going to make the difference. Um, right. I had all kinds of crap in here, dude. Now, most, uh, if you have solar panels on on your roof or, you know, somewhere in your yard, <clears throat> those things are not going to be damaged by an EMP. However, the first thing that that solar power goes to, you know, the first, uh, the first battery, the first connection that might be damaged because and, the solar panels are designed to collect electricity and it will transfer that power right into your house. And, and it can definitely blow some breakers. It could definitely uh, set some stuff off. Do you guys it. know what your solar panels plug into? They plug into a charge controller. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have a charge controller, it kind of sucks. Um, so that might be something you want to pl- put in the uh, bag. Definitely, right. if you have solar panels and you have some kind of setup, you want some kind of charge controller as a backup in the uh, in the uh, Faraday cage. I will also say, if your plan is, hey, there's like 20 solar farms within five miles of my house, and I'm just going to go steal those panels from over there, I'm not saying that's what my plan is. I'm saying if that was your plan, then you would need a charge controller to accommodate that. And you'd want that protected in your Faraday cage. Another thing when you're setting up your solar would be a inverter that is going to take your DC and make it 120. Mm -hmm. Um, that's something to think about and something that you would need protected in your Faraday cage. Um, another thing, you know, a lot of preppers, uh, big in the ham radio world. Uh, that's something you want to consider. Um, let me see. So something like that, you might want your Bofang ham radio. That's nice and cheap. Obviously the more involved, you know, as people do the ham radio thing, you find that you start out with something cheap and then you get a little more impressive and a little better. Maybe keep the one that's not your main go-to as a backup. You move it into the Faraday cage. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's the whole thing. You want something in addition. Um, I always use when I'm hunting, I love the Walker uh, headsets. They... Uh, they basically have like a, a little microphone. So it hears everything outside around you, but then it muffles your ear and it has like noise canceling kind of when you shoot the gun. I got to say it's a game changer when you're hunting. Cause I can hear like every footfall from like a mm-hmm. hundred yards away of the deer stepping in. Like no joke when I'm sitting in the tree stand, it's like, 
you know, all coming through. I'm like, oh, dude, that guy's, yeah, he's walking in, you know, no problem. And then half the time it's a squirrel because, you know, that's how it always is. But uh, the other half, you know, it's the deer. But the bottom line is the deer don't sneak up on you. So I love those. And I like them so much that they have a set that actually made it into the Faraday cage. And I talked about those Motorola talkabouts. Well, Walker actually sells these uh, uh, mic headsets that will connect to your, your, you know, earmuffs or whatever, so that you can have it kind of on the go. Now, those are like another 30 or 40 bucks. I don't remember exactly, but they're kind of a, an expensive item. So I only have one, you know, one headset and one like, uh, you know, speaker, uh, you know, something so I can actually talk and use it like a radio transceiver, I guess is mm-hmm. what you would call it. Um, that's something that, you know, think about, you know, again, it's all your budget, right? Um, I have about 10 of those radios that talk about in my bag. To me, that's huge. Like I said, being able to, you know, go around to your neighbor's, whether it's an EMP an economic collapse or anything to say, Hey, put one of these in your house. And you know, if somebody comes and gives you trouble, give me a call and we can kind of have some kind of mutual assistance, right. something like that. That's huge. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're typically line of sight. I mean, you know, they, they brag like 14 miles. Well, yeah, if you're, you know, but, mountaintop to mountaintop. Yeah. Bottom line in your little neighborhood of, uh, you know, two square miles or something, they are going to work and they're Mm going to be great. And even you can have somebody out, you know, working in the field and somebody in the house and a guy up the road and he can say, Hey, you know, this is going on and you might want to. Now the Mm -hmm. trick is to not do a podcast episode where you show everybody all your stuff in your Faraday cage at the same time that an EMP happens. Because that would <laughs> right. be now all your stuff embarrassing. And you're like, wait, I had like 500 bucks worth of stuff in there. And now it's all gone. And, you know, it sucks to have that much gear tied up where it's not being used, you know, and you don't have access to it. And, you know, it's frustrating. But it's one of those things as you build up your preps, and, you know, you get more involved in things and, and more committed to the idea of being prepared. And again, mm-hmm. it's kind of like life, you know, it's, you know, I, I obviously have a lot more stuff, more land, more cars, more different things than I did when I was 20. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I mean, the guy at, at phase one of his life versus the guy at, at the end phase of his life has a different amount of things that you've built up over time. Right. And, you know, and, and times like Black Friday and, and, you know, Cyber Monday, things like that, those are good times to, you know, stock up and prepare. This isn't something you go and do all at once unless it's, you know, gear you've been collecting, um, you know, and, and you're already ready to do it. But if you start slowly adding and, and putting that stuff. Now, I will say some additional protections that I would do is like mine. I actually keep my Faraday cage inside a metal shed and even crazier than that. I actually have one of those uh, job boxes from a pickup Mm -hmm. um, that 
I, I don't put in my pickup because it's I actually used it when I moved from New York to North Carolina. I wanted something that I could carry 50 guns and put a padlock on it right. and not have them in the back seat of my pickup and, and get, you know, everybody all riled up driving through all those communist states, you know. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, I wanted a way to do that. So I, I bought that pickup box. But the bottom line, I stick my Faraday cage inside that box. And I will say, if you look at like Facebook yard sale or Craigslist or something like that, those boxes are a hundred, 150 bucks kind of all day long. Yeah. You can um, get a used one pretty cheap. Again, I don't make that additional step of like taping that up. If that was the only thing I was using, I would foil tape all those edges and everything. But mm -hmm. again, I have this, this garbage can inside that inside a shed. So it's redundancy after redundancy. Cause that's kind of that whole prepper motto, you know, of, right. of you know, building Two in is extra. one, one is none. That's it. I don't know. So yeah, a lot of cool things. You know, we talked about the radios. Did you see anything in the comments that you needed to mention as far as stuff? Yeah. I wanted to uh, talk about, um, <clears throat> Uh, slow burn and mention those, those, uh, driveway alarms. Um, those are, those are, that's a really good idea. I never even thought of that putting some of those in your Faraday box. So you can set them up around, uh, around your neighborhood or even just on your driveway. If you got a long run, you know, something to let you know if somebody's coming ahead of time. I had a friend of mine that, uh, smoked large amounts of marijuana sure. at his house in a state that it was very much illegal. And uh, he had it set up in his yard. So when the school bus came to drop his kids off, the, the bus driver didn't see him smoking weed. And he could hide everything before the uh, bus pulled up. I, you know, whatever, different strokes. But I you mean, it, you. It, is a good, it is a good head start to know that somebody's going to be at your house before uh, they're knocking on your door. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, that's the sort of thing, though, that, that, you know, these basic things that we take for granted every day um, will be a massive advantage if you have them and nobody else does. Also, it's going to give you a, a little bit of a head start in a, a situation, right. you know, when things go sideways, at least, you know, you have a few things that you can rely on. You know, you have walkie talkies, you have a radio, you have, you know, some of the basic like electronics that you want to use. Uh, one of the people I'd mentioned in MP3, uh, mp3 player you know uh, um i don't even know if those are i ipods or i don't even know if those are real things anymore you know what i mean you just use your cell phone for that sort of stuff yeah but having a bunch of information right stored on an electronic right. device a lot like of that people do like a lot of um well one i mean for keeping sanity you know what about the old like dude honestly a lot of us have bought those uh you know, again, Black Friday, you always seem to Amazon always has those fire tablets for like 29 bucks. You know, they mm -hmm. have the like cheap older version or whatever. You know, if you're I, I don't know, what are they like 10 or something right now? I don't know. But like I know I have like a, a fire seven or something like that. You know, again, I've moved on. Now I have an iPad that I have at work or whatever that because I don't have internet, whatever. We won't talk about why I'm watching Netflix and Amazon Prime at work or, you know, Hulu and yeah, Paramount. We're not going to mention You that. know, you need those things like to get through the workday, right? I, I mean, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like in a movie, you know, people. Hypothetically, yeah. Right, hypothetically. Right. So, but anyway, so you have the old one, 
you load it up with all these PDFs of how-to manuals, that kind of thing. But also having some movies on there, some, you know, some music or something that maybe that helps keep the sanity in the family. You know, mm -hmm. people think everything's going to be like Rambo commando stuff, uh, you know, in, in the apocalypse. And maybe you need to keep everybody from crying and, you know, falling out. Uh, right. Right. I mean, I, I know a lot of those types of situations, people go, you know, off grid, you know, I, I'm into that sort of stuff. I watch TV shows and all that sort of, you know, sort of thing. But one of the things is a lot of people don't think about how much time they spend watching TV, listening to the radio, doing all sorts of, uh, you know, all sorts of stuff that modern uh, life affords us. But, you know, having having some books having some some basic stuff just around your house not in your faraday cage like actual yeah, books made out of paper and stuff those ones do they make those yeah. anymore they they well not really but you can if you go to the library they're just giving they them have away. them they're, you they're can just like, go over there too. don't return these books away here's an entire box right now they're not you know they're not valuable anymore uh you yeah. know try and donate some books to your library they're they'd be like yeah just stick yeah. it in the back somewhere i don't know they even don't even they want say that. Sometimes they're yeah. like, you're not bringing that in yeah, here. Don't leave your garbage here. <laughs> nope. No books here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's a crazy world we live in that, you know, they don't want libraries or don't want books anymore. Mm -hmm. But, uh, OPSEC after the event, blackout curtains and soundproofing. I like it. Yeah. When you open your Faraday cage, you don't want to advertise. I, yeah, like I was it. talking to a, a friend of mine. And, uh, you know, he's not, not really a prepper, but he's, you know, he's a reasonable individual and he is talking about EMPs. He actually brought it up. It's not just me being crazy and no, you're talking crazy. about this stuff all the time, but, uh, he, and he's like, you know, if you, everybody else is out of power and you have lights on, they're going to come to your house. Yeah. He goes, and are you going to turn day. those people away? He goes, of course not. You know, I'm a, I'm a good Christian guy. And it's like, yeah, maybe not the first two people or the first 10 people. But, you know, after you got 20 or 30 people showing up, that's not your stuff anymore. It's their stuff. And they're yeah, going to take no, it, take it from you. It's not going to end well. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I actually completed a project just the other day. So this is a first for me. So I have a uh, a room in, in a uh, like old farmhouse thing that we have that I, I do like little repair work. Right. And I, I don't leave good things over there because it's not the most secure building, but I've been trying to step up my game of, you know, securing it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, this one room, I decided to make like the fortress in the one room and, uh, you know, where I keep my stuff so I can start to feel a little more comfortable. Like, Oh, I pulled that old shotgun apart. I can leave all the parts on the table and not have to bring them back into my house and lock them up at the end of the day. You know, mm -hmm. little things. I'm not leaving the whole gun collection over there or, or you know, something that's going to be a problem. But little things I don't want to have to think about. So anyway, has these old farm windows, whatever. I have access to a lot of free plywood from where I work. And I ended up painting them black and putting them up over the window. So you look at the window, you just see black and it just looks like normal shadows. Mm. I got to say, I went up to it and you can get within like seven feet before you realize it's, there's something wrong with the window, you know, mm. like you have to be right there kind of looking in and then you're like, wait a minute, this isn't right. 
because you know they're old windows so they're kind of cloudy anyway and mm -hmm. you know it's iffy and then i just painted it black and then inside the room it's white so i just painted the backside white and mm -hmm. went right around but that way they're screwed in it's all secure and then i threw a deadbolt on the door and you know everything's just kind of locked into the one room and but it also affords me just like you you know uncle whiskey had mentioned i think that uh you can have complete darkness. You know, you can go in there and I can turn on a bright light at night. And I actually went out and checked it out and you don't see anything, you know, coming right. from that room. So you mm -hmm. don't know if you're breaking in, if you're going to open the door and there I am sitting there gunsmithing mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, right. With all the shit, lights on and awkward, yeah, right? ready to go. Yeah. Right. And I'm ready to go and, and you got a problem. So, you know, that's <clears throat> something you want to consider. You know, you could do, things like that is, mm -hmm. you know, you could have the basement, you could have the areas, but really do you need light at nighttime or can you kind of learn to work with things? You know, that's right. You need to understand the world that you live in. You know, people talk about, Oh, I can't cook. Cause they're going to smell the, my barbecue, you know, coming from up the road and they're going to come kill me for it. Well, definitely there could be a season where that happens. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you should have a backup plan. I will say chimneys go a long way with putting it up with dissipating the smell of mm. things. You know, if you can kind of put it 10 feet up or, you know, 12 feet up, whatever, it, it really does make a difference. But obviously, you know, people are going to smell smoke. I'm not, you know, I'm not in some fantasy world. I'm just saying you could do better for yourself than, you know, not, you might advertise to the half a mile around you instead of the mile around you, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that a lot of that stuff, um, you know, a lot of that stuff is, <clears throat> what do they say? 10% uh, of the work gets you 90% of the way there. You know, when it comes to prepping, that's really uh, a lot of what I, you know, lot of what i think if you have a little faraday cage and you've got some walkie talkies in there and nothing else that's a big jump start around everybody else you know yeah if uh if you have you know two months worth of food versus two weeks worth of food that's a big head start right there yeah there's a lot of small stuff you can do as a prepper that isn't very expensive that can get you a a, a mile ahead of everybody else uh just with some basic low cost uh you know low cost protection low cost uh <clears throat> low cost things low so, investment low investment something. yeah right. so i i think that uh dakota that, fire hole oh, yeah okay. i think <laughs> i think a lot of that stuff is is overlooked you know people say oh i need my my two-year supply from my patriot supply i need my this and that i need to you know have 15 guns and and you know ten thousand rounds of ammunition and and all that sort of stuff, but you do need that. Just so you know, you do yeah. need to move to the, yeah, but that's, you know, that's the second around. step. You can start at step one with some small investment and some basic, uh, planning and, and be way ahead of, of everybody else. in in these sorts of situations. Nice. No, that's, that's right. Um, but yeah, no, actually back to the smokeless, uh, fire thing, but there is that whole Dakota fire hole. Mm -hmm. You guys look it up and they actually build it like right against a tree. It really does get you pretty smokeless and allows you to cook and, and do that kind of thing. Um, obviously, you know, if you start playing with fires and doing things outside, you start to learn that using dry wood and not burning leaves, 
things right. like that. You really can cut down the amount of smoke, but obviously dripping some brisket fat, you know, in the fire while you're cooking, that's pretty hard to hide no matter how you do it. You know, right. not, not in some fantasy land. Um, you know, I know Chris is always ham radio license. Um, and that's the thing. It's, it's always, you know, he had mentioned, uh, you know, learning the ham radio instead of just throwing one in the Faraday cage, getting the license and using it would make you comfortable and whatever. But that's honestly with anything prepping that's go out and move your body outside in the, you know, if you, you know, never go outside the house and move and all of a sudden you're expecting, oh yeah, I'm going to chop my own firewood and I'm going to whatever. Yeah. That's a dramatic change. Um, if you think you're going to pick up a handgun and be a Navy SEAL, that's maybe something you want to practice a little bit beforehand. Right. Um, you know, stamina is huge. Uh, you know, actually going out and moving and, and, uh, you know, getting your body used to kind of, you know, doing things is going to be a big game changer in the, you know, it, when times are tough and you're actually trying to protect your family and things. Um, it's funny. We, in the comments from the last, the EMP episode, somebody put about, well, I don't think this is practical and likely and, you know, whatever. I don't think that it's gonna, you know, ever happen. And, you know, I mean, we're all entitled to our opinion and it's a long shot, but I guess it keeps changing. I don't think it's as long shot as, you know, just because something's never happened in your lifetime doesn't mean it can't happen. Mm -hmm. um, countries go to war and things get bad. And in America, we've had it pretty cushy. Um, we've not had anything, you know, on the homeland for a long time. You know, obviously September 11th was, was kind of a wake up call of, Hey, people can attack us, you know, mm -hmm. uh, that's right. That's right. And you know, a lot of that stuff is, is, uh, you know, a lot of these EMP, these things are, are new technologies, right? But solar flares have happened before and have damaged equipment, you know, and there wasn't that much equipment, the Carrington event, right? You know, it was, uh, took out, took out, um, you know, some basic, some basic stuff, but they didn't, they weren't running on an electric grid, right? They weren't running, uh, you know, they weren't running cars and trains and buses and planes and all that sort of stuff that we, the, we use every day today, you know, television, electricity, electric heat, light, you know, that wasn't a, a big thing then, you know, they were prepared. They knew what the, they were doing. They had candles, they had lamps, they had, you know, all that sort of stuff. But, you know, today we're not, we're not as prepared as people were, you know, to not use electricity when they weren't using electricity. You right. know, we're so exactly. accustomed to it now that, you know, the power goes out for two hours and it's a huge inconvenience. You know, we, oh, our food and our refrigerator is going to go bad. Well, you know, maybe, uh, maybe have some food that's stored up. That's not, you don't need a refrigerator for, you know, maybe have some, some lighting situation set up that you don't need an electric, you know, electric grid for, you don't need to plug into the wall, have some things prepared and, uh, you know, when the lights do go out, maybe it won't be such a, uh, such a terrible event, even if it's for a day or two. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and you know, it's funny as I was going through some of the comments while you were talking, I get a chance to, to look at them. I, I can't always follow it while I'm, uh, you know, trying to 
talk and, right. and carry a, a uh, continuous thought. And then at the same time, be reading first time we did a live thing. It like kicked my ass, you know, I'm looking at the comments and trying to read and I'm like, oh, right. hang on, I'm dumb. Hang on. I have to read for a minute. But yeah. One of the things, you know, somebody mentioned in the comments earlier, Slowburn, I think, was, you know, job boxes and fuel mm-hmm. transfer tanks, uh, even like a 55-gallon drum if you can seal it up, you know, different things like that. There are so many things, but think of a big metal box that you can seal. Um, I got super excited that if, believe it or not, if, you know, somebody had mentioned uh, containers which are awesome, you know, like uh, 18 Connex boxes, 18 wheeler mm-hmm. trailers, right. You could seal that up. And and they actually, I know there are companies out there that do make EMP proof kind of, you know, I've seen them now you're going right. to pay. I'm sure you could rig up something on your own that would be as effective um, for a substantially cheaper uh, price. But one of the other things you could think about, I just put together a, uh, a um, refrigerator. They're all closed up and we actually seal all the gaps with foil tape, you know, in, in the one that I have, that's another option. I mean, I bought one used for 500 bucks for the wife's like flower farm thing. Turns out it works out really well for, uh, hanging deer in. If you lived in a warmer climate, (laughs) you know, sure. There might be fluids dripping into the flowers but you know whatever you got to be you you know you got to live your best life that's what i say so another thing again sponsor for the episode emp shield uh that's definitely something that could protect your car um Mm -hmm. you want to get home to that faraday cage and all your supplies and all your stuff um emp shield if you use code badass uh, it'll save you. I think it's about 50 bucks. Uh, I think the, the savings changes, you know, with different things, but depending what they have going on, but their stuff is actually tested will work. It's been proven. Um, I mean, that's the thing I was so worried about, you know, is that stuff really going to work? And, and it's tested. I really, before I was willing to, you know, promote it and talk about it, I wanted to make sure it was going to be something that's real. Um, we obviously went a little more into detail about what it does for your vehicles or for your house in the last episode, but definitely worth checking them out and they can save you some bucks if you use code badass. Um, if you guys have show ideas, thoughts, concerns, Email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Um, we also, uh, you know, we have an after show. You guys might want to stick around, see what we have to talk about. Some other good stuff going on. Make sure you check us out on YouTube. Make sure, you know, leave comments, like, subscribe, share it with your friends. We really appreciate it. Also, patreon.com slant preppingbadass. Otherwise, I would say stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>
A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.